We welcome everyone back. It's been some time. Parshas Yisroi. Welcome all the Torah Anytime listeners here to Yushalayim. And of course, as always, we're hoping and praying that the borders will be opened and uh, for more than just visitors, but hopefully we'll all be together soon enough. So Parsha's history, of course, is an incredible Parsha for many reasons. Matan Taira, perhaps the most incredible event ever, as we all understand. And it's the time that we became a nation, a mamlechas kayanim, as the Pasik calls us, a nation of kings, a nation, a nation. What is a nation? What is at the essence of our nation? Of course, we all know it's na'aseh v'nishma. It's that we made this pledge. It's that we got together as a group and we said, God, we're yours. We're going to do. We're ready. And then we're going to listen what you tell us. Perhaps of the most famous words ever uttered by a nation. But really at the core is we as well know, Vayichan Sham Yisrael. Klal Yisrael camped there and Rashi tells us something that maybe we'll get back to in a few moments. Ke'ish Echad, believe Echad. Klal Yisrael gathered as one. Achdos. And of course, it's so fitting to accept the Torah, to have this most momentous occasion. What was necessary? What was necessary was a nation. Achdos, a togetherness. And... There are so many different themes that we could talk about. There's so many different ways of trying to tackle the current events. But perhaps the most simple. Achtas, shalom, peace. To somehow figure a way not to fight so much. And that's what I hope to talk about for a few minutes tonight. To begin with a beautiful mashal. Perhaps it's a real story I brought, saw brought down from Rav Gavriel Margolis as he explains a few psukim leading up to Matan Taira, the psukim where Klal Yisrael said those incredible words. If we look at the Pasuk in Parakiyotaz, Pasuk Zayin, says, Vayavai Moshe, and Moshe came, and Vayikra, and who did he call? Lezikne Ha'am. He called the elders. Vayasnaf Me'am, and he put in front of them, he's called Dvar Ma'ila, all the words that Hashem commanded. And then what happened? Vayanu, and they responded. Who responded? Kol Ha'am, the entire nation, Yachtov, together. And what do they say? Vayimru, Kol Asher, Diber Hashem, Naseh. Whatever Hashem says, Naseh, we are going to act that way. This is the famous, in next week's parsha. we have the words Naseh Vinishma. But this was the moment, this was the moment, as the Mepharshim here already discussed, how can we say that it was willing? We know the Medrash, that Hashem held the mountain over their head. And this is Klal Yisrael, V'yanu Kol Ha'am. But there's something very peculiar in these Pesukim. The Pesuk begins that Moshe called whom? The elders. And then who responded? The entire nation. Let's explain this with a beautiful mashal. There was a tremendous piece of real estate that was up for sale. It was an auction. And as we all know, when there's auctions for real estate, usually there's someone who defaulted, a bankruptcy, and someone's going to get a steal of a deal. But this was a massive plot of land. And in the room were some of the biggest businessmen bidding for who's going to own the rights to this piece of land, which everyone knew would automatically spell success. And everyone was trying to bid, and one was outbidding the other. Incredible sums of money. And as the bidding is winding down, all of a sudden, out of the back of the room, some man who no one even knew why he was there, he definitely was not at the caliber, and he definitely was not at the level of wealth as everyone else in the room, 
and he throws out a number, outbidding everyone else. A moment later, there's that gavel that bangs because everyone is, in, is such stunned by what just happened, and he won. And everyone's wondering, what? He won? That man doesn't have the money. It's a scam. What's he doing? There's no way he could pay for it. And people are starting murmuring, and people are starting to yell, and people are accusing. But wait, I wanted to bid. And then no one knows what to do, and pandemonium is quickly spreading, and everyone is all curious what's going to happen. And this little businessman walks to the front, and he grabs the mic, and he says, Can I talk for a moment? Everyone is quiet. Let the man speak. And he says, You're all wondering, how can I afford such a sum of money? And you see nods along the whole room. Yeah, of course. And he says, in truth, I can't. And all of a sudden, you see people again start to mumbling. I knew it. I knew it. It was such a scam. He says, wait, wait, let me speak. He says, outside, there's another 20, 30 some odd businessmen in the same position as me. We each do not have this type of money. But we pool together our sums. We joined the pact. We made one big entity. And we're buying this piece of land. We're going into this business together. No one could say anything. It was perfectly legal. And the person in charge of the auction bings his gavel. Sold! The deal is sealed. And this man and this group of people, of course, made an incredible sum of money, an incredible win. And they all turned that tremendous profit. Explains Rav Gavriel Margolis and they took him what's going on over here. Moshe called the elders because the elders were the ones that were fitting to receive the Torah. They were the ones that could actually connect to this word of God, this ultimate perfection. But all the people said, wait, what about us? We want the Torah as well. Why can't we get involved? They all got together. They, all the people said, you're right. I'm not fitting. You're right. I'm not at the level of that Tamil Chacham. And to put it into our terms that we can understand here, you're right. I'm not the biggest mass made. I don't dive in the best. I don't maybe say the right things every time. And perhaps I look at the wrong places at times. It's true. We have faults. We make mistakes. But Yachtov, they got together, and they said, as a unit, as an entity, as a nation, as Klal Yisrael, they got together and they said, it's true. We're not the level of the Zikinim, but we as well want the Torah. We as well are fitting to get the Torah when? When we're a nation. And of course, that was Kabbalah Satayra. Just like those group of businessmen made the most incredible deal. That's as well, of course, accepting the Torah. And this is the basic premise of our entire nation, our entire religion, is the Torah. And we're seeing now that the only way that we have a right, the only way that we are fitting is not because of ourselves. We're only fitting because we are one in a larger sum. Because we're part of a group, we're part of an entity. We're part of the greater whole called Kal Yisrael. And that is what we need to do. When we're at a time that we don't know what to do. In this country, we've been on lockdown for who knows how many weeks. I'm sure Sony here has the math. I mean, you guys don't have your kids uh, at home all day. But, you know, so what do we do? We want to somehow, everyone at some level wants to be better, even though this is going on and on and on. A simple answer. We're not fitting on our own. We don't have this chusim on our own. 
but as a part of a larger entity, as part of a Klal Yisrael, as part as a nation, to put it into words, as part of the mere yeshiva, you're right. Maybe each person, and there were stories actually in Shanghai, that there were a bunch of Bachram that they separated from the yeshiva, and they went up to learn in an Ezra's Nashim. And the Rosh Hashiva called them down and said, what are you doing? They said, well, it's too stuffy, it's too this, and there's more room to learn there. He said, you don't get it. The only way we're surviving here in China is because we're an entity called Mir Yeshiva. Because we're all a group of Bachram, a group of Tamid Chachamim together. And that's what gives Hashem the right to be Shaymer on us. If you separate yourself from the group, we don't want to know what's going to happen from you. So we have to figure out a way how we could all somehow bond together, come back to being the Klal Yisrael that accepted the Torah. And hopefully that will be the way that will ultimately be fitting to get the Torah again, but more importantly, to receive all the brachas of the Torah. So let's, tonight, spend a few moments and try to figure out, I have a bunch of tricks, maybe we'll call them, how we could unite. Because we know, Achtos is not easy. Shalom is not simple. We have differences. We're Jews. We have different opinions. And we have strong opinions. And we believe what we hold. So what could we do about this? So let's try to work through this together. Firstly, we all know the Maimur Chazal, something we've spoken about together. You daven for your friend. We all know the incredible organization, how we have couples without children, infertility, girls who meet Shadokhin, they're davening for each other. You daven for someone else. Hashem listens to your tefillahs. How does that work? Is that a trick? Just, you know, if you put someone before you? Maybe. God could give anything to anyone. And when he sees that you care about someone else, it says, hey, you know what? I'm going to care about you. That's one level. And before we get to the next level is how we're actually going to unite. But let's say another story. Another story, which again, sometimes we could call these things tricks, hacks, but they're not. We're utilizing that which our Abayim, our Abayim, our Abanim, Chazal have taught us and is utilizing it in an appropriate fashion. There was a fight. Two big families. Tremendous fight unfortunately. And as fights go, sometimes the fight started small and then different people had to take sides. And before long, we'll call them the families of Ruvain and the families of Shimon, just to make things simple. And Ruvain is spreading lies about Shimon and Shibberlin is spreading lies about Ruvain. And it's a terrible situation. Within this whole mess, the son of Ruvain became engaged. A beautiful shidduch. But as this fight brewed and got out of control. The other side of this Ruvain Shidduch said, I don't want to marry this family. This sounds crazy. They heard all the stories. They heard all the lies. They heard what Shimon's family said about Ruvain. They called off the Shidduch. Ruvain, his wife, their children, devastated. How could he do that to us? As upset as they were at Shimon, now it was almost a new level. and They couldn't bear it. And the fight continued, and life resumed. Of course, they didn't dominate the same shul, and they barely looked at each other, and if you were a friend of a friend, you couldn't go to that simcha, because maybe someone will see you. A terrible situation. Before long, what happens? 
Shimon's son becomes a chassan. A beautiful shidduch. The Kala's family, fabulous people. Shimon and his entire family are so excited. As the shidduch progresses, and as the engagement goes on and they start planning the wedding, now the other side of Shimon's family starts getting messages, starts hearing things. From whom? From Ruvain. He was so burnt. He knew it wasn't the right thing, but he was so burnt. He could not let go. And he started, he started spreading some more lies, some more rumors, whatever it was. Till the point, again, Shimon's son is now engaged. The other side is being told stories by Ruvain. Ruvain was originally destroyed, and now he has the right, not the right, God forbid, but he wants to destroy Shimon. Finally, the other side calls over Shimon and says, listen, I don't know what's going on over here. Your son's a beautiful boy. Our daughter likes him a lot. We want to make this shidduch happen. What should I tell you? I can't, I can't walk down to the chuppah. I can't be at a wedding knowing that there's a family out there that hates you so much. We can't do it. We're not calling off the shidduch. But until you get a mechila from Ruvain, we can't go further. We want to make this happen. Shimon, our daughter is waiting. Your son is waiting. But you have to somehow figure out a way that Ruvain just lets this go. Because we can't get involved in such a matzif. Such a situation is not for us. Shimon doesn't know what to do. So, doesn't want to destroy his son. He starts calling Ruvain. He starts asking Ruvain. He starts trying to ask other people to go intercede on his behalf. Someone, please beg Ruvain, just let's get beyond this. And Ruvain, no way. Ruvain is, is so happy. Of course, it's not the right thing, but human beings. Ruvain is, is, is burning with joy. He just can't wait for Shimon Shidduch to be killed. And he feels, mine was destroyed, so let his be destroyed. Why is he better than me? And he is so happy. Happy in an evil, sadistic, terrible type of way. But he is so happy. And Shimon doesn't know what to do. And he's begging and he's pleading and he's having other people go over and this one and that one. And Ruvain is unbudgeable. He doesn't want to hear of it. Finally, someone goes over to Ruvain and says, listen, let me talk to you. And Ruvain says, I don't want to hear it. They all came to me. The Rabbanim, the philanthropist, everyone. I don't want to hear it. I want Shimon Shidduch to die. I'm sorry. I want this to be called off. That's how I'm going to have my revenge. And this person says to Reuven, you're right. You're right. All of a sudden, Reuven's ears perked up the first time someone told him he was right. You're right. But why not be a good businessman? <laughs> businessman. And the person explains to Reuven, you have the rights to be upset. I'm not getting involved. You want to destroy Shimon? I'm not getting involved. But we all know that when someone lets go, when someone has something he doesn't want to give in on, he doesn't want to be mevater, he doesn't want to forget, he doesn't want to give in to the other side, and he does, we all know that he has the ability to ask of Hashem anything. That power, that ultimate power, literally, to give in to someone else, opens up the heavens. And so many countless stories are told. Ruvain, you're a good businessman. Don't do it for the right reasons. I agree. But forgive him just so that you could ask God for what you want. And the person walks away. And Ruvain's sitting there thinking, 
for the last weeks, he's been so excited watching Shimon get destroyed and watching the Shidduch fall apart. But he starts thinking, you know what? I don't have any grandkids. I've tried it all. I've davened, I've learned. I said, Dako went to Kfarim. You know what? Proving decides it's worth it. It's worth it. A complete 360. Complete. He calls up Shimon. He says, it's over. I forgive you. Let's let bygones be bygones. I'm ready to move on. He can't believe the words that came out of his mouth. He says them. And that was it. And of course, we all know the end of the story. Shimon's wedding goes on beautiful. Reuven has grandchildren. Because it's real. It's not a trick. It's not a hack. Reuven was maver al midaisav. Reuven went above and beyond. Reuven tapped into something which is so difficult and let go and made peace. Meet Shalom. With that comes the ultimate ticket. And you could ask Hashem for whatever you want. This is a large scale. Sometimes it's a smaller scale. Sometimes we don't even know. But the power to give in, to make peace, Shalom. We're seeing tonight, Kalal Yisrael was built on unity, on becoming one. So when we want to come one, we all have, everyone has someone out there that they're upset about. Someone out there they haven't spoken to. Make peace. Let it go. Do it for the wrong reasons. Your Hashem answers you. So do it for the wrong reasons. But do it. Enough is enough. So much fighting. There was almost a brawl in shul the other day. One guy wanted the window open. One guy wanted the window closed. This one was freezing. He had corona. This one was didn't have corona. This one felt it should be open. This one felt it should be closed. It was almost a brawl. A brawl. Mature adults over a window. Just give in. It was cold. What's the difference? Give in. If we've learned nothing else, it should be enough fighting. Enough. Yes, we have a difference of opinions. You're allowed to have a difference of opinions. That's fine. But why do we have to fight about everything? Now let's move on to another Eitzah, another trick. In the Pesukim right here, actually right beforehand, it says what I mentioned before, V'yisem li segula, that you're going to be a koyanim v'goy kadesh. Segula. Rashi explains, what's V'yisem li segula? That Klal Yisrael are daimet to what? To precious stones, to diamonds. Diamonds? Why diamonds? I understand, diamonds are beautiful, diamonds are wonderful, but why diamonds? So I heard a beautiful pshat, because when you have a diamond, two different avenues we could talk about. We have a diamond, it glistens, it glimmers, it shines, it's radiant from every single angle. Sometimes you pick up the diamond and you look at it and it's not shining. So what do you do? You turn it a drop and the light bounces off and it shines again. People have issues. True. People do the wrong thing. True. At times people don't shine. That's true. You know what you got to do? Just turn it a little bit. Turn it a little bit. Look at the other angle. So this person, he's not so friendly. That's true. But you know what? He knows how to learn so well. And this person, he can't learn. But he knows how to give staka. And this person can't do either. But he could daven. And this person could do none of the above. But he's, he's just so nice to his grandparents. Everyone has something good about them. Everyone is a diamond. Each person is a diamond. So when you see someone that you can't stand and he irks you and you have the wrong opinion, 
Turn it a little bit. Change it. Look at a different avenue. Window open, window closed. Yes, mask, no mask, this, that. I don't even know. Just turn it a little bit. A different perspective often changes everything. And within the different perspective comes a personal mashal of mine, a personal story. One Friday night, this was a while ago, unfortunately, the Kaisal is not open. I was walking home from the Kaisal on a Friday night. I might have told this story. I'm sorry. I was walking home from the Kaisal on a Friday night. And everyone says, Friday night, Shar Shechem is so safe. Go through Shar Shechem. You save yourself 10 minutes. So I was always too scared, to be honest. This Friday night, I decided, you know what? I'll try it. I'll go through. Everyone says, there's so many people. It's no big deal. So I walked through Shar Shechem. I go through Shar Shechem, and I start to walk. If you know me, me and directions are not a good shidduch. I get lost everywhere. I'm in Shar Shechem. I'm following a few Jews, because I know we'll all go in the same direction. Before I know it, they disappear. I don't know where I am. I just continue walking straight, assuming that's what I'm supposed to do. Starting to panic, trying to not look like I'm panicking. And I see up ahead, like, you know, you know, it's like those steps up. So I see like four or five steps up in the distance. I, I, I pick up a little white yarmulke up there. It was like a, a lightning bolt, like a ray of light. I see this, keep it in my eyes. I, I almost run to catch up to this yarmulke, to this person. And I then start following him from a distance. Don't want him to feel weird. And I follow him and we kept on going. And as I'm following him, I'm thinking to myself, me and this guy, we are very different. Very different. I really hope he's going the same way. He's wearing a yarmulke. He's probably going out of the kaisal. And I try not to think so much, try to follow him. And keep him walking. Finally, we get out. We get out. He turns around, says Shabbat Shalom. He knew I was following him so much for not making him feel weird. And we got out and everything is good. And as I'm walking home past there, I realized it's incredible. Me and him were very different. Would I eat by his house? I don't know. Would we dive in the same shul? Probably not. Do we have the same beliefs in many different areas? I have no clue. But you know what? I'm stuck in Shar Shechem. He's a Yid. He's a Jew. I'm a Jew. We're both going to the same place. That's all that matters in life. Sometimes we just have to realize you're a Jew. He's a Jew. You're going to the same place. We all have the same basic direction. True, you're a little to the right, he's a little to the left, you're a little to the middle, he's a little bit like this, your family's a little bit like that, you have your opinions, he has his opinions, you're very this, he's very that, a hundred percent, a million different nuances of each person. Correct. And we want to fight and we want to scream. Why? 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 Stop, stop. If you were stuck somewhere, you would follow him? Yes. Great. Go further. Stop fighting. Stop fighting everything will be okay. And that's really an important idea that sometimes you just have to realize being b'shalom, being b'achtos, being part of a klal Yisrael does not necessarily mean I agree with every word he says. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that I'm signing a document saying me and him are the same and I subscribe to every one of his opinions. It does not. It just means I could be in the same existence as him. And I'm not going to fight with him. How many times, unfortunately, do we go somewhere? If we were to think about it, we're going to pick a fight. We go to that shul so that we could scream. We go to that 
place to find those people so we could tell them that they're wrong. And all of a sudden, we become these freedom fighters that we need to control the world. Let's stop fighting. Let's realize what was our ticket to accept and receive the Torah was the Nasevinishma, was the Vayichan Sham Yisrael Neged Ahar. We have to get back to there. We have to figure out a way to be in peace with other people. Maybe the line is agree to disagree, whatever it is. But somehow, another simple idea we all know is that a bouquet of flowers has different items. It also has to have the little sticks and the little twigs. We all know that the king's garden has the beautiful exquisite flowers and also has to have the dirt and the regular grass. Every person is important. Every person is different. Every person has his own job and every person has his own mindset. That's all great. And let's stop fighting about it. Let's realize he's important and I'm important. And I could agree that he's right and I'm wrong or he's wrong and I'm right. And we all could coexist in the same situation. And that is the first level of Shalom. The first level of Achtos. The first level of Kish Achad, Believe Achad. Is to realize that we're all one. And we all want to be one. And the Briskarov explained, what's Nasev and Ishma? He used the Pasuk, a famous Pasuk. And he writes so beautifully, so many Jews, so many different opinions. So what's this? What's this? He explains, you know what it was? It was, they said, Nasev v'nishma. V'nishma, when you hear that's when you could start fighting. When you hear someone telling you what to do, giving you the rules, all of a sudden we have different ways how to do it, what to do, where to do it. Says the Briskarab, it was first Nasa. The entire Klai Yisrael said, we are willing and ready that all of us together are going to accept this. Then we'll be Nishma. We're making a decision to be one. And that is the first step. The first step is to make that decision to be one. To realize we want to coexist. We want to have achtos. We want to have peace. We want to have tranquility. We don't want to be fighting about everything. That doesn't mean we can't have opinions. We keep on saying the same thing. But we want to be together as one. And we'll conclude... We'll conclude with Rav Akiva Eger. Rav Akiva Eger says, when the Brashi says, Ki'isha Chod, Beleva Chod, says Rav Akiva Eger, the Pasuk says, Vayichan Shom Yisrael, Klal Yisrael, Camp Vir, Neged Hahar, opposite the mountain. Opposite the mountain. Says Rav Akiva Eger, Hahar, the mountain, that refers to the Yitzhar Hara. As we know, the Gemaras often teach us that the Yitzhar is like a mountain. When Klal Yisrael are encamped, says Rashi, when we are what? One entity? Then we have the ability to fight the Har, the Yitzhar. Then we can be naked. The heart, then we could fight. And now, how much we have to fight, how many issues we have, how many temptations we are, there are. Perhaps a simple Eitzah. Perhaps if we start becoming one, we start coming together. We start coexisting with other people and stop yelling and screaming and looking down on other people. Some of us are thinking, I don't yell, I don't scream, I just snort and look the other way. I just spit when I walk by. No, accepting, allowing them to be. Maybe they're even wrong. Why are you fighting? Why are you sneering? Why are you saying not nice things? And finally, you know what we'll get with this? How do we conclude every Shemona Esrei? Sim Shalom. Why do we conclude with that bracha? Because Shalom is the seal, the chaysam of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Hashem. What is Hashem's seal? Hashem's seal is peace. 
peace. That is what we want. And peace brings with it the greatest and the most ultimate of blessings. We all need blessings, whether it's in our private matters, whether it's in our families, whether it's in our yeshivas, whether it's in Kalal Yisrael, whether it's in the whole world. We are so in desperate need of peace. How are we going to get that shalom? How are we going to get that chais and the seal? The seal is that which represents. How are we going to get that? We're going to get that by finally agreeing to disagree, by finally coexisting, by finally realizing that how are we going to buy that tremendous piece of property? We're going to buy it how? By coming together and pooling our funds. We're going to be able to get out of the kaisal, the shar shechem, how? By following the person in front of us, whether we have the same values or not. But we're at some level going to bond together. We're going to come together, says the briskarov, and naseh. We're going to say we want to be one. Once we want to be one, then we'll have different of opinions, but we want to be one together. And with that, Amir Tzashem will be able to get the bris of Shalom, and we'll be able to accomplish and start working on with all these different ideas, finally coming to coexist with our neighbors, with our friends, with our enemies even, to get that ultimate bracha, to do it as a good business deal, and thereby attaining the ultimate peace. Good Shabbos.